All right, I'm here. I've made it. I am late. I've been late a lot as of late. As of late, I have been late. You can probably hear my daughter upstairs yelling and uh, screaming. I don't know exactly what's going on. I just walked through the door. I'm, I'm covered in, in, in garbage. I got my take drunk shirt on, my take drunk pants, my boots. Worked all day. It was, bro, it was a million degrees out today. What, I, it was so hot out today. It was ridiculous. Hot, humid. I, I must have lost a thousand pounds of sweat. Um, busy, take chunks, busy, 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 loading up trucks all day long. But I, what I dealt with today was ridiculous, and, I'm, and we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about Trump, Julian Edelman, um, NFL jerseys, going back to school, all that stuff. I, I Again, as usual, I didn't get quite the opportunity that I would have liked to. I got to move this one sec, guys. Um, set up my feed here. Uh, I, I didn't get the opportunity um, to do as much research as I would like. I think I got fungus among us again growing in on the side of my head. Um, it's probably because I don't get to get home and take a shower as soon as I would like to. Because uh, I always have uh, stuff to do. Um, as a reminder, guys, when we do this program, first things first, let, let's get right down to it. This is spazzing out. It's my program. It's my podcast. I get heated about topics. I, I'm passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. And that's why I get fired up. That people are always like, oh, why don't you chill, bro? But I don't chill. I'm not a chill person. I'm an excited person. I'm someone that's passionate about what I'm passionate about. And I'm going to let you know what I'm passionate about. And what I'm passionate about is this podcast and being here five nights a week and dedicating my time to creating one of the most listened to podcasts in the country. It ain't right now, but it will be someday. And that's why I'm here late or not. And that's why right when I get out of work, I come right downstairs in the basement. Those of you who don't know, I do my podcast in my basement and we get right at it. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you have not subscribed to it yet, Go to anthonypaziali.com or anthonypaz.com. It's in my profile. If you're listening on TikTok, right, when I do this, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights at 6.30, I'm live on TikTok for now until it gets banned, which seems like it's going to get bounced. I'm going to be devastated when TikTok gets bounced because I love TikTok. It's my favorite social media. If you're listening to me right now on TikTok, go into my profile, click anthonypaziali.com, subscribe to my podcast, my Facebook family, simple, go click on the link, it's in there, anthonypaziali.com is in there somewhere, click on it, it has a whole list of places you can get the podcast, subscribe, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those places, please subscribe to the podcast, share the live feed right now, Facebook peeps, Facebook family, share this, let everybody know that you're listening to the podcast and you're listening to the live stream. Same thing on TikTok. Do this for me. Send it. Let's do it. Let's get a lot of people in here and get in the conversation. All right. I'd like to take a breath. I need I need to breathe for a second. Not because I, I, I don't want to yell and scream and get all fired up. I just, I have no time to chill. And I don't get that time. You know what I really like to do before the program is I like to do research and I take a couple of deep breaths and I like to take a shower and I like to get AC dry. If you're not doing AC dry, then you're missing out. What, what AC drying means you take a nice shower, and then after you get out of the shower, you stand in front of an AC until you're dried off, completely dried off. It's the only way to do it. Today, uh, a couple shows ago, I was talking about renters and how I just think that renters are just 
most renters, I, I don't want to say they all are, but a lot of renters are just scumbags. They don't care about the properties. They don't care about the, the person who owns the building. They don't care about the building. They just tear these things apart. They're disgusting. Today, I had a house clean out that I was working on, or we just started it today. And it was, a, a, you know what, I can't give you the city because I, I don't want the um, the customer to know. I, I just don't want to get have any problems, right? Let's just say it's in one of the one of the, one of the, the the trash holes in uh Massachusetts. It's a three family house. And I bro, I honestly I, I didn't even know what to do. First off the house was absolutely disgusting. No big deal. I dealt with that before. But we we basically were like we're not gonna do the job unless someone else comes and picks this stuff up. There were there were needles everywhere. I mean there were a thousand needles. It was disgusting. I like, I like disgusting. And that wasn't even like my biggest problem. I didn't even care. I was like, whatever the druggies live here. I can't stand people that are druggies. I have no sympathy for people that are hooked on drugs whatsoever. Sorry, not sorry. I, I don't care. I'm, my, I'm pretty clear on this. I don't care if you are on drugs. I don't, you can do all the drugs you want, but I don't care about you. Like I don't care, bro. If you die from an overdose, I don't give an F. No, I don't care. And I'm never gonna. I just, you'll get no sympathy from me whatsoever. You're a druggie and you die from an overdose. You're a dickhead, plain and simple. You took your own life. You're a dickhead. You're, I, I, I have no tolerance for you. And I'll, I'll tell you why, but this isn't what I want to talk about yet. We're in the house and there's squatters. There's squatters on the third floor in the third floor apartment. So the owner of the building is like, hey, I need you to clean out the basement, clean out the first floor, clean out the second floor. Clean, just basically clean the house out. Don't, don't go into the third floor. I have squatters. And I'm like, well, tell me about the squatters. He's like, well, I'm like, do they actually live there or did they come after you kicked them out? He's like, look, they never lived there. They're there now. And Massachusetts is letting them stay there. This guy's got to go to court to get the squatters out. He's got to go spend good money to get people that broke into his house and live there. Now, here's what's even better. I'm on the second floor cleaning the place out. I'm on the second floor and this girl comes in and she goes, what are you doing? You're throwing my stuff out. And I said, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. I was hired by the owner of the building to get to clean this property out. I didn't know anybody lived here. She goes, yeah, we live here. And I go, oh, okay. I, I apologize. Um, I could I, literally, cause I knew she was a squatter. I said, all right, why don't we call the, the, the owner of the property and let's try to sell it. She's like, no, we're not going to call the owner of the property. You can't throw my stuff out. I said, all right, sounds like we might have some kind of a civil problem here. Maybe we should have the police come down and decide whether or not this is your stuff or not. She's like, no, you know, no, we're not going to call the police. Obviously you're not going to call the police. There's about 5,000 needles on the ground, spoons that have clearly been used to, 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 you know, to torch heroin. Duh, duh, we're not going to have the cops come here. Not to mention, this was like the craziest thing about it, right? The, bro, there were, I, I should have took a photo. There were tons of needles on the ground and the girl comes in barefooted. I, I was like, oh, oh, literally. I, I was like, whoa, 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 you can't come in here like that. I go, you don't have any shoes on. There are needles all around the floor. They're everywhere. She didn't even care. She went walking right in. Right in, walking all over the floor. Bro, she stepped on like 20 needles. I don't know how the hell she didn't get one in her foot. I was so, I was disgusted by it. Disgusted. She goes in. She's, but 
if you could see these apartments, they're unlivable. If I called the Board of Health, the Board of Health would condemn the building. They would kick these people out and be like, yeah, you can't live here. This is poof, disgusting. Place smelt like somebody died in it. Probably someone did. I fully expected to find to, to, to find someone OD'd in the house. 100%. I fully expected to find a dead body. That's how bad it was. It smelt so bad and the heat was so oppressive. It was, can, can you say the heat's oppressive or, or do people get upset about that? Is that going to upset, you know, it's like the heat's bad. Can I, can I use oppressive in a different way than, you know, using it towards uh, it, it Native Americans or African Americans or uh, people upset by that word? Yeah, the heat was bad. How about I just say that? So the, the heat made the place stink even more. Chick comes in. She's like, this is my stuff. You guys, I'm like, yeah, beat it. Get out of here. I start chumming the stuff right out the window. I'm like, if you have a problem with it, you could call the guy who owns the building or you could call the police on me. I don't care. I'm getting rid of this crap. Bye. I start throwing stuff out into the dumpster. She's like, well, she's like, well, could you, could you at least don't throw out the fridge? She had a mini fridge in there. This wasn't even her apartment. She's squatting for free. She's living for free in the third floor and won't leave. So the guy can't even rent out his building and she's trying to say she's using all floors. So I said to her, okay, look, why don't you get everything that's yours out of this apartment right now and we won't throw it out. She's like, well, I got, I was like, what do you want to keep? She said, I want to keep the fridge. It's just a little fridge, man. It's a little, the college fridge that you put in your, in your dorm. So I said, all right, fine. We won't throw the fridge out. What else you want to keep? The AC. I go, fine, no problem. She leaves, she goes upstairs. Bro, I go right into the kitchen. I open up the fridge. The, the milk hasn't even expired yet. I dump the milk out. I empty the fridge up, bro. I chuck that thing right out the window into the dumpster. Bye. See you later. Whew. Boom. Gone. AC, right out the window. See you later. Lock the door. Beat it. You're not coming back in this apartment. You don't own this apartment. You have no right to be here. I have no tolerance, first off, for your disgusting drug habit. And I have no tolerance for you walking in, a, in, a, in, a, in an apartment plate that's covered with disgusting needles where other people are going to get sick and other people are going to get hurt because you got a nasty-ass habit and you're going to walk around barefooted and you think I'm going to help you out? Hell no. Please. I would sooner take a rocket launcher to that fridge before I left that crap for you. I don't care. And I don't care if this comes back to get me. I could care less. Bro, I'll go to jail for it. I don't give a crap. I was like, beat it. See you later, man. She looked like Skeletor, too. That's the worst part, right? You know. You I I don't but there was like 10 dudes up there too. Here's the crazy part, right? This dude, this little guy comes down. This dude, he's got funyuns. He's like, hey bro, you want some funyuns? That's what he said to me. He's like, bro, you want some funyuns? I said, no, I don't want funyuns. No, no, I no, I'm all set. I'm working. I'm working. He's like, well, you know, you're not going to throw out this stuff in the hallway. I said, yep, I'm throwing out everything in the hallway. It's all going in the trash. Yes. Yes, I am. Well, you know, that that's my stuff. And I was like, okay, great. I, again, I said the same thing to him. I said, all right, bro, let's call the landlord. Let's call the guy who owns the building and have a conversation about it. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, do you even, I asked him, the landlord's a lady. And I go, do you know the, the, the guy that I just said? I go, do you know the guy that owns the building? And he goes, yeah, I know him. And I go, yeah, that's funny. It's a lady. Dude, oh, kid, I was so pissed. So aggravated. Dude was offering me Funyuns. Funyuns. He had track marks all over his arms. And he's like, hey, bro, you want some Funyuns? And he's like licking his... Oh, it was so greasy. And I don't have a tolerance for it. I don't. I, I, it's two, two of my biggest pet peeves.
Uh, straight up, I don't like bums. Not homeless people bums. I'm talking about lazy ass people that don't work for a living and that think that they should get everything for free and that squat in someone's house, not allowing them to rent it out and get a return on their investment, all the while trashing the place, making it look, leaving thousands of needles on the floor for someone else to get sick. Here's the best part. Wait, this was hilarious, dude. The whole apartment was was trashed. This is my favorite part about it. Bro, the bed, I gotta die, dude. I can't even handle it. The bed, the bed, dude, the bed, the bed had a wrap on it, man. Oh, man, I almost hit the floor laughing. The whole entire house was disgusting. The bathroom, the kitchen, the liver, you couldn't step anywhere without seeing needles or without seeing used spoons that they burnt up and little torches. There were thousands of these little torches that they must have used up. They had the, the, the thing too to wrap. I go into the bedroom. The bedroom's trashed as well. <laughs> but the bed, the bed had a plastic wrap on it so that I was I was howling. It had like a, like a legit, it wasn't even plastic. It was a legit wrap. The box spring, and the mattress were pristine. Uh, they were amazing. The whole house was a nightmare, but the bed was wrapped in some, you know, like a, a thing that you put on your mattress so that your mattress doesn't get fucked up. I was done. I was like, wait a second. These people don't care about anything, but don't mess with their mattress. But please, for the love. Hey, listen, we'll walk barefooted. We will walk barefooted over needles. But my bed has got to be clean. My bed has got to be wrapped. We got to make sure. And that bed was nice. I, I didn't even want to throw it out. I was like, oh, this is a nice bed. It's a nice, it makes good box spring wood. I'll tell you that. That, that, that. She's like, what are you going to do with the bed? I go, I'm going to cut it up. She's like, well, the bed, you can't cut it up. I was like, this isn't your apartment. I'm cutting the bed up. Boom. I broke out the razor blade, sliced that thing right up. I was like, dip, 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 dip. pop the metal piece out, took the box spring, dip, 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 dip. Broke up the wood. She's like, I can't believe you're doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to turn this into box spring wood. I'm going to burn it too. She, like, get out of here. Oh, it, 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 I just don't have... Uh, yeah, mattress cover, dude. It had a mattress cover. I was howling. The place was disgusting and it had a mattress cover. I was like... It, it made me laugh, dude. I was like... You know, remember the plastic coverings? If you're Italian, you definitely know it. The 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 yeah, They had the plastic covering over the... Uh, Oh, 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 over the, 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 what, the couch or the sofa? Crack me up, dude. I was, I, I was dying. Um, so, here's, it's, so I already, I got one beef out of the way. These people just don't care. Here's the, dude, they had extension cords. This is the best part about it. Um, they had extension, they, they had, ex, my, my, hold on, guys. My wife's asking me if I want egg sandwiches, man. I gotta, I gotta reply to this. I can't, hold on for a second, guys. Hun! Kaylee, I got to reply to this, dude. I mean, I got to make sure I get my dinner. Hun! Come on. Kay! Kaylee! Hold on, guys. Hold on. I see I, I my phone is, is not in a position for me to, to text her back because we're doing the podcast. Hun! All right, I guess she's not gonna answer. We'll just we'll just continue to uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk. Kaylee, 
Yeah, honey, I'm right here. I'm just trying to get mom's attention because that was me trying to get mom's attention. You, you, you just texted me and I can't text you back because I'm doing my podcast. So whatever, what you just texted me is fine. All right. Sorry about that, guys. All right. So we're, we're talking about the druggies and this is like the craziest thing. And they went this, this sent them in a tizzy. In a tizzy. So I'm on the second floor. I'm cleaning out the second floor. They're all the druggies are up there. They're all pissed off. They're they they just we're throwing out their stuff and they're just upset. They don't even belong in the place. The second floor had power. The third floor didn't. They had extension cords going from every room and like in the living room and the bedroom from the back. I mean, there were like five or six extension cords going from the second floor up to the third floor, but they went out the windows up to the next window. I unplugged them all. Dude, these mother these guys came down like Hey, uh, you, you, I was playing my game, man. Uh, this dude's looking at me. He's like, he's got his Funyuns. Uh, I was playing my game, man. You, can you plug that back in? No, no, I can't. No, sorry, I can't plug it back in. Well, what do you mean, man? We, we need electricity. I don't know what to tell you. I was paid to, uh, just like I told everybody else, I got paid to clean this place out. So I'm cleaning the place out. Well, you know, we got no juice up there, man. What are we going to do? And I was like, dude, he said no juice. <laughs> I was like, there's some orange juice in the fridge. And he was like, I'm talking about power, man. There's no power. We don't have any power. I was, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. I got hired to do this. I'm sorry. He's like, well, that's kind of fucked up. And I was like, yep. And, and literally, and I go, it's kind of, I just, I can't, I couldn't even help myself. I go, yeah, I go, it's kind of fucked up that you're living here. Is what I said to him. I go, well, it's kind of fucked up that you're living here. And he's like, what's that supposed to mean? And I said, I'm not going to get into, in, into it with you. If you have a problem, call the call the person who owns the property. Nothing. They, they No, they're not going to call. Because they're not supposed to be living there. Because their squad is. And the best part about it is, I locked all the doors after I left. After I left, dude, I locked the, I locked the front door. I locked the back door. I locked the basement door. I locked all the doors. They're going to have to kick the doors in to, to get into that place. And I don't care. The next, the next part on this, so just to be clear, so that we're all on the same page. Today, I had to do a house clean out, and I'm still working on it. I got to go there tomorrow. I, I'm going to see the same people again. They're not going to want to see me. Um, and I gotta, I'm cleaning out a house for somebody who has a squatter, many squatters. There's at least five of them living there. I saw two dudes, and I saw three girls um, that, that were living in there. They're all druggies. And, 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 I'll, and I'll profile I'll profile druggies right up. I know a druggie when I see one. 100%. I lived with one. My mom was a druggie. I know a druggie. I could spot a druggie a mile away. I could look at you for the first time I met you, and I'd be like, yeah, you're a druggie. Plain and simple. I'd just be like, you're ruining somebody's life. You scumbag. You stole. I know you stole money from your brother so that you could get drugs. I know it. I know you did. I know. I just period. I have no tolerance for people who stuck on drugs. And I feel bad because there are there are people who think they can help these people. There are people that think that they can help and, and that they're going to waste their effing life trying to help a druggie because they think they can get them off. You can't. You're wasting your life, bro. Now write them off. See you later. The, they can only help themselves. Plain and simple. These people that are stuck on drugs, they can only help themselves. You cannot help them. Don't even waste your time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Don't, sure as hell don't waste your money and make sure they didn't steal money from you because I guarantee you they fucking stole money from you. So these, these mutants... I'm going to have to deal with them tomorrow. I can't stand people that don't work hard. I don't like it. I have nothing in common with you. It fumes, nothing fumes me more than people that don't work hard. I hate it. I, it I, I, honestly, 
I, it was one of those things where I can't even be quiet about it. Normally, I could sit back. If I don't like something, I could just sit back and be like, ah, oh, whatever, it doesn't bother me. I don't like it. I don't like lazy people. I don't like people that don't work. I work hard for everything I got. And when you're not working hard for what, unless, let, let me take it back. If someone in your family, right, if you were rich by, by luck, then I'm happy for you. I want to be clear on that. Let's say my dad happened to be a millionaire because he worked hard and he came to America and I got the fruits of that labor. Cool. Someone in my family took care of it. So this isn't on people that are lazy rich kids. Lazy rich kids are assholes, but I don't have a problem with them. Lazy rich kids are dickheads and they're lazy ass punks and they deserve to get punched in the face for being lazy and, you know, for being preppy ass bitches. But lazy people that squat in a man's house or a lady's house, because it's a lady, in a lady's house, a poor defenseless, like a lady, like the lady can't deal with this crap, dude. I'll go in there. I deal with it. I'm like, bro, you need to leave. Get the hell out. I'm throwing all your stuff out. It's going. It's gone. You're not dealing with the lady of the house. You're not dealing with, with the lady who owns this house. You're dealing with a 41-year-old man that has no tolerance for people that do drugs and has zero tolerance for lazy asses. Now, again, I don't care if you do drugs. I don't. You can do all the drugs you want, but you're not going to get any sympathy from me. You're not going to get any help from me. Uh, you're not going to get a crying ear from me. You're not going to say, oh, I'm hooked on this stuff. I don't care. But, but go. Bye. See you later. Go find your next school. Go bang off a bag of fentanyl and die. I don't care. I have, I honestly, that's just it. I will never tolerate it. Anybody in my family does it. I'll write you off. If I don't care who you are, bye. It, I don't have tolerance for it. My, my brothers had to deal with a ton of crap because my mom was a druggie. I had to deal with a ton of crap because my mom was garbage. No tolerance for it, period. Door is shut on that crap. I don't want to hear crap. And, and if this means you don't want to follow me and, and you, you don't, like, you don't want to listen to my podcast, you don't want to watch, uh, don't. I don't care. I don't care. That's it. I, you got nothing from me. Uh, you die and I know you, sure, I'll go to your wake. 100% because I'll show respect for the family that you left behind. I'll go and I'll mourn for your daughter and I'll mourn for your mom and I'll mourn for your family and I'll mourn for them. I won't mourn for you. I'll, I'll take a piss on your casket, you scumbag. That's how you see how upset I am about it. it. Pisses me off. I hate to see people wasting their lives. I go into that house and there are five wastes of life. Five people in there that will surely be dead in the next year. A hundred percent, and it's their own fault. They will bitch. They will say, oh, you know, I was born into a family uh, 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 that my mom was a druggie, so now I'm a druggie. Excuses. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I fell on some tough times. You don't know what it's like. I couldn't find a job. Excuses. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I, my, my, I, I, bro, there are people that don't have legs. There are people with no legs that aren't drug addicts. There are people that have come from worse scenarios. There's a dude that, you know what? I did a TikTok today. There's a kid. He's 24. There's a guy. He's 24 years old. His father's poor. His mom walked away. His mom was like, peace. I want nothing to do with you or your father. This dude's father had to work three jobs just to pay the bills. Sometimes they didn't have electricity. Sometimes they didn't have food. They were sure as hell down in their luck. And this kid was, this kid's not a druggie. Nope. Doesn't do drugs. Doesn't do woe is me. What he did is he got a job while he was working in high school to help his dad pay the bills. Then after he graduated high school, he got a job working for a trash company. The guy would do the trash in the morning, save that money, and he got his ass into a good school in Maryland. And now, at 24 years old, this kid that came from nothing 
literally, he was talking about how he, it, it, the whole story was in the paper in like the New York Times. He would go to class smelling like garbage, couldn't go home to take a shower, would sit in the back of the class so they didn't offend anybody else, grinding, working, trying to better himself, working the night shift to help his dad pay the bills. This kid worked his ass off, didn't become a druggie. Now he's going to Harvard Law. He got into Harvard Law. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you guys that going and doing drugs is BS. It's, it's weak. It's weak. You're weak. There, I'm telling you right there. Straight up. You're weak. You're fucking weak. Plain and simple. You're weak. And then what happens is you get so addicted to it. You get so addicted that you got to steal from your family to get a fix. You'll go. You'll write checks to yourself from your... And I know because my mom did it. My mom wrote a check out of my fucking bank account. Took the money. And bought drugs with it. Stole from my brothers. Stole from me. Stole from my father. They don't care about you. They only care about getting high. If they gave an F about you, they wouldn't do it. Plain and simple. That's how passionate I am about it. That's why I... Now you got a little background. Now you get some background where people are like, why don't you have tolerance for people who do drugs? That's why. None. All I got to do is pick up the phone and look at my brothers and be like, yeah, I got no tolerance for you and what you're going to do to your family. None whatsoever. Beat it. You're a scumbag. I don't care. And people, oh, it's a, it's a fucking disease. Get your shit, your disease out of here, and I hope you die from it. Because what you're doing is you're ruining your family's life. You don't care enough for your son to get off that shit? You don't care enough for your wife to stop doing it? You don't care about your mom enough? You don't care about yourself enough that you can't get off it? Oh, someone got me hooked on it. Yeah? You know how many people told me to do drugs when I was a kid? Everybody. Everyone. You want to do drugs? No, I don't want to do drugs. You want to do drugs? Nope, I don't want to do drugs. You want to, oh, you want to do a line? No, I don't want to do a line. Nope, sorry, I don't do drugs. I care about myself. I love myself. Same reason why when I drink alcohol and people tell me I'm an alcoholic, I stop drinking. I go, look, I don't, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't need to drink. I get along just fine without it. Not a big deal for me. I don't care. I'm not going to put my family through that shit. I'm not going to get to a point to where I'm living in some fucking house in the middle. I can't say the city because I don't want the person to get out of it. But I, I, I don't want to get to that point to where I'm stealing power from the second floor and I'm walking around. Thanks for the point. Someone's hooking me up with, with Jules Lupa. I don't want to get to that point to where somebody is barefooted, barefooted, walking through the second floor. And you know what she was doing? She was looking for a shit. I already found it. I threw it out. I found a nice ass bag of that stuff and I got rid of it. I took it, threw it out. And that's what she was scraping for. She was in there itching her arms. She's like, hey, you're throwing out my stuff. Hey, you're my stuff. I should have thrown her in the dumpster. Tries me bonkers. Mad spilt milk. Let me back it up because I don't want people to straight up think I'm heartless. If you do drugs, that's your problem. I don't care. I don't hate on you for doing drugs, okay? I don't. You want to do it? Go ahead. Honestly, I don't have a problem with it. It's not my problem to deal with. But not in my household. That, that It won't happen. I won't allow it. It's just never going to happen. But just trying to get to that point that, yeah, I get it. People struggle with alcohol addiction and drug addiction. And I hope you get better. I hope you win the battle. I hope you do. I hope you get better for your family's sake. But I, I don't care if you don't. Sorry. I just don't. It, I'm numb to it. I don't care. I, I, I honestly, 
I know that sounds heartless. I, listen, we have a major drug problem in this country, a major opiate problem in this country. People are addicted to drugs and all they do is sit around and they get high all day and they, and, or they go to the doctors and they tell them their back hurts so that they can get painkillers. People are drugging themselves up day in and day out and they're dying because they don't know what they're taking. They're taking, uh, you know, they, what they think is, uh, you know, I, I don't know, they think it's like heroin, but it ends up being fentanyl and it ends up killing them because they need that high because, because you know, oh, shit's so bad. Nothing, I may tell you, such shit ain't that bad until you die. I just don't want you guys to think that I'm heartless. I just have my experience with it, with my family, and I don't have any tolerance for it. I don't. And I'm, I'm, I'm very unforgiving about it. So please, I, I hope you forgive me and so now that you understand where I'm coming from, and you don't have to forgive me. It's okay. I'm not looking for your forgiveness. I'm not a dick. You know, if your son or your daughter or your wife or your husband is hooked on shit, I hope you can help them out. But I'm telling you, you can't. They got to figure it out for themselves. These people, these five people squatting, there's nothing I can do to help them. I could get them all the help in the world. It's just throwing money out the window. They need to figure it out for themselves. They need to pick their ass up and they're going to have to figure it out for themselves. You're the only one that can help yourself. Not, not all the money in the world is going to save you. you. Only you can save you. So if you don't, you don't. And I'm not going to lose a night's sleep over it at all. None. I Plain and simple. I've had friends die from, from drug overdoses. And you can ask ask people. I'll text you right up. When my friend, well, like I've had, a, like years ago, I had a friend die. Texting my other friends, no sympathy. None. I, it sucked that, he, that, that, that the guy died. But poof. Straight up, yeah, I got no sympathy, none. You won't, you won't find it here. Don't please. If, if you're addicted to drugs and you're looking for a helping hand, don't call me. I'll go tell you. I'll go tell you where the nearest place is to buy more. I say, yeah, you know what? This guy, he sells some good shit. You should go get it and just fucking end it now. Bye. See you later. All right. I gotta think. Maybe we get on uh, 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 off of that, but we will talk about it a lot. Um, my program has a, has a lot to, spazzing out really has a lot to do with my life and my life experience. And I had a pretty tough life experience with a drug addict who turned into an alcoholic. Luckily, she was uh, lucky enough to get off of drugs and move on to alcohol. Uh, and I don't know how the lady's still alive, but God damn it, she is. Um, so you'll, you'll find out that a lot of things that, that, I, that I talk about and how, how passionate I am about them are just basically because it's something that happened to me and affected my life. And drugs had a big impact on my life. My, my mom legitimately, when I was uh, 18 years old, I'll never forget it, right? So here, here's the story. Um, I, had, uh, I, I never had a car. My father was like, yeah, you're not getting a car. You got to work for it. I finally saved up enough money uh, to buy one. Sorry, guys, my TikTok thing's getting messed up. So I finally saved up enough money to buy one. And it was uh, I was going to buy a Ford Ranger. It was an S-Box, dude. It was 1800 bucks. I was buying it off a guy. Um, and I find, I mean, it took me forever to save the money, but I did. And then I went. And now this is, but you got to remember, this is at a time when you didn't have instant access to your bank account, right? You'd actually have to go to the bank to figure out how much money you had in there. Or you just kept track of it. So all I saw... There's no money coming out, just money going in. And I calculated that I had about 1900 bucks in my account. So I went, I talked to the guy, but I worked out a deal with him and I wrote him a check for 1800 bucks for whom I, I get the car. 
Um, I remember legally driving it without any plates on it because I, I just wanted to get it out of there and get it back to my house. The guy lived in Woburn. He was like five streets over. I drove it down the street. I brought it to my, my dad's house, parked it there. And a couple of days later, the guy reaches out. That We don't have cell phones at the time. He reaches out, tries to get in touch with me, finally tracks me down and says, hey. He's like, your check bounced. And I'm like, oh, my check didn't bounce. I'm like, you got, you must be a mistake. I go to the bank and I, I find out and they say, yep, you know, you wrote a check. Now, at the time, they couldn't give you the instant photo. I had to wait for my effing bank statement to come. So my bank statement comes and there it is, a check for $1,800. This is how, how, how fucked up druggies are. My mom writes the check, legit, writes it right out to herself. She says, pay to the order or right in the, uh, you know, the, the, the check part. It says cash or it says Liz Pazzi. She wrote the check out to herself to Liz Pazzi Ali, 800, uh, uh, 1800 bucks, whatever it is. And she signed it. Didn't even use my signature, man. My signature is pretty unique. Signs it. Boom. 1800 bucks gone. Stole it. I called her out on it. I said, my, you stole my fucking money. She was like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Boom. I showed her the photo. I knew she was busted. I needed, she went right into it. Oh, I needed money for food. And I had to pay. I was like, what? You didn't need money for shit. You bought drugs with it. Plain and simple. I put her right. I was like, bullshit. You didn't buy food. You didn't buy any of this shit. I go, if you needed that, you could have asked me. I would have given it to you. If you came to me and said, hey, I need money for groceries. I would have went food shopping for you. I need to pay the electric bill. I would have paid it. You stole it. And then you smoked it. And you know you did. You got high. And you fucking roasted it. And then she's like, I'm so sorry. I'll never forget it, man. I'm so, so sorry. I was like, yeah. I go, I'm so sorry. I just worked my ass off to get a truck that I got to give back. I'm so sorry that you stole my fucking money and now I can't get the truck. Now, luckily, I was working for a fucking guy, Donnie McLaughlin, great solid dude. Don't, right? Well, it depends on who you ask. He paid for it. He covered the cost. I was working for him and I was like, I remember going to work the next day and he's like, man, what's wrong? Because I'm talkative. He's like, you haven't said a word all day. What's the matter? And I'm like, I let my mom stole money from me. I was buying a truck to check bounce the guy. He's like, how much? How much was the truck? I said, 1800 bucks. He went, he paid the guy and I worked it off and I worked it off, man. I, and it was great. I was so happy. Like I'll never forget him for doing it. For, uh, I'm going to do that for somebody someday who gets stuck in a jam where their mom steals their money after you work your ass, bro. I grinded for that loot. That's, that's where I'm coming from. Straight up stole my money and then tried, tried looking for sympathy, looking for sympathy for me, whining like, oh, I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm like, God, fuck off. Sorry. Get out of here. Oh, I was so mad. I'll never forget it. I was steaming. I'm like, sorry. $1,800 in drugs? What? Oh, and then I remember telling my dad. I was even more pissed off when I told my dad because my father, my, you know, my father was always like, don't disrespect your mom. So what? She stole your money. I'm like, what? Dad, she stole my money. I worked my ass off for it. He's like, well, I'll get back to work. <laughs> Literally. My father's like, oh, I'll get back to work. He called me a chooch. He goes, you're a chooch for letting her even get you. Like, he put it on me. He was like, you need to do a better job. You shouldn't have left your check around. That's what he said. He goes, you knew your mom was a, was on this shit. You, you shouldn't have left your fucking check sitting around so that someone could get a hold of them. You, like, my dad is straight up. Like, anything that happens to you is your fault. That's how my father was. My dad was 100%. Don't, don't blame other people. Blame yourself. And his thing was, well, let's see what happened here. You left your checks 
uh, on in your bedroom on your dresser, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay, and a perfect plain sight place for people to see and for people to take and do what they want with them. Yeah, Dad, I did. He goes, all right, so whose fault is this again? And I'm like, but Dad, I'm not expecting someone from my family to steal from me. And my father was like, yeah. He goes, he goes, they are the very people that will steal from you, 100%. He goes, you need to be safe from your family before you're safe from your enemies. Plain and simple. My dad was straight up with it, straight up. Check was right there. He goes, it's your fault. And I literally, and I try to stick with that. I say that stuff a lot. I'm like, hey, you know whose fault this really is? It's like I, I just recently lost a check, right? And I came on and I bitched because I was like, oh, Kaylee cleaned out my thing. But I admitted, by the end of the day, I said, I go, you know what, Kay, this was my fault. I left this check in a place where it shouldn't have been. And if I really gave a fuck about it, if I cared about it, I would have put it somewhere else so that it doesn't, didn't get missing. So it's nobody's fault but my own. And that's how my father was about it. He was like, whatever. He's like, you're an idiot. You chooch is what he called me. He's like, you're a chooch. You should never leave something that valuable out in public because you'll never do it again. And I didn't do it again until I left that check upstairs like a moron. But I thought it was in a safe spot. But anyways, that's, that's, that's where I'm at on it. No sympathy here. You're addicted to something and you, you can't take care of your family. You can't pay your bills. And all you can think about is where you're going to get your next high. I don't care. I have no sympathy for you. That's why when I go down Mass Ave and these dudes come up and they're looking for money. Nope, I don't got any money for you. I got nothing. I, I got money for hardworking people. Some, some guy's working his butt off like I was and you get ripped off. Bro, I might help you out if I have the money. I don't right now. But if I did, I would. I can't stand it. I'm so angry at these people squatting in this house. It drives me nuts. I want to go there tonight and I want to drag them out. I literally, I want to get them out of the house, lock the door, and be like, you never lived here, beat it. And then when they come back, I want to call the cops and say they're breaking and entering. Because they don't have a lease, they broke in, and now they get to live there. And now the government's like, yep, they get to stay. No evictions. COVID-19, no evictions. They never lived here. All they're doing here is ruining the property and doing drugs. And I bet you they have families that they ruined too. I bet you that's because that's where you're at. So someone would say, you know, how could you let your son or your daughter live in a place like that? Now, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be that guy. I hope to God I'm a good father and my kids don't do drugs. I hope they don't get hooked on damn drugs. God, please don't. But I can understand coming from my mom's point of view, how family members could cut someone off that's, that's a druggie. I get it. It's a huge burden on your life. It's a major, it's a major time suck trying to save somebody. I got my mother into rehab more times than I could count. Never worked. Not, not, not once. All it did was get her more angry with me. All it did was her deflecting her, her fucking drug problem on me and on my brothers and dragging my brothers from place to place and making my younger brother Jamie lives with dudes that were scumbags so bad that my brother Mike had to beat the fuck out of one of the guys. Bad stuff. No biggie. We're tough people. I can deal with that crap, but I don't have tolerance for it. None. None whatsoever. I do not have it. Stop yelling. I'm crying. Well, if you're a druggie, I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking to you. So we'll wrap it up. We got other stuff we need to talk about. Yeah, I got it out, man. So when you're listening to this program and you hear when I, when I, I wanted there to be context for it. When you're listening to my, my program or just me in general, and we talk about somebody in the news who has died from a drug overdose, and I will say something as, I don't care that they died. It's not that I don't care. It's that I don't have the tolerance for it. 
I want you to understand that it's in my experience of life, which is what I talk about, I seen a good man die. My father died in his 50s, not a druggie, hardworking guy, and he's gone. Life toasted. And then on the other side, I saw a lady just waste her life away. Talented, smart lady. My mother used to have a job working at the Food and Drug Administration. She was a talented young woman. And then she got hooked on drugs. And then she ruined her life. She, she put burdens on everybody else's lives. Stole from people. Took credit cards out under, other, under people's names. Ruined people's credit. Ruined my dad. Like, well, mate, he didn't really ruin my dad. My father was fine. So I don't, I, none of us got ruined from it. We're all better from it. We all learned a good lesson from it. No whining here. I'm just trying to give you guys the, the, the point of, you know, you got a better chance, right? Hear me out. You, you were born, but you, you, had a, you could have been born a dog or a cow or a, uh, you know, or a horse. But you got born a human and then you take your life and you waste it because you got to get hooked on drugs because, oh, I, I'm having some problems. But if anybody was going to be hooked on drugs, it was going to be me. Literally. If anybody, like, like, come on, dude, I could easily be hooked on drugs. Sorry, I'm dying down here. But I'm not. So I don't have, and I can't, I, people will talk to, this is one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to people who are hooked on drugs. They're like, oh, you don't understand. They want sympathy. They ask for it. They're like, oh, you know, the, the, my, my brother's on it, and it, he died from it. I'm, I, I don't care. I don't care. I, don't talk to me about it then. Your best bet is to just avoid the conversation because I'm going to tell you how I feel, and you're, you're, you're going to be butt hurt big time. I'm going to tell you straight up that your family member is dead and gone, and it's their own fault, not the drugs. Listen, guns, right? It, it, it's like right, right along with fucking guns, bad people. Bad people pick up guns and they kill other people. Good people can have a gun and they don't kill anybody. Drugs in general, drugs, you don't have to pick up the drugs and do them. Drugs don't fucking do them for you. Get what I'm saying? The gun doesn't kill unless you pull the trigger. The drugs don't kill unless you inject them. You picked up the drugs. You were weak. You couldn't handle life. You couldn't deal with it. So you did drugs to try to make it go away and then you paid the ultimate price and I have zero sympathy because of what you did to the people you left behind. The people who are still here that have to deal with your fallout of passing away, your child that's maybe seven, eight years old that someone else now has to take care of, you just fucked up your kid, thanks. Really appreciate that. I'm sure your kid will really appreciate it. The mother who has to mourn the loss of her deadbeat son that couldn't get off of drugs. The father who's just ashamed because his son's a deadbeat. And what? What? Why? You do drugs because your dad hit you? Is that the problem? Your dad gave you a good beating when you were a kid? You got beat? Oh, my daddy. My dad beat me. So I had to do drugs. And he, he went by me at McDonald's. And I wanted a game. And his life is just so tough. And I... And so I did fentanyl, and now I'm dead. Get out of here. Get your head out of your ass. No self-pity. I got. I have no tolerance for that. No self-pity. Bro, I don't care. Life is tough. And when life gets tough, you get tougher. Plain and simple. When life is rough, then you get rough. You don't get high. You don't get hooked on drugs to try to forget that shit. You don't get all fucked up and kill yourself. 
and then expect me to give a crap. Expect me to be like, oh, 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 oh. I, I, they should give drugs out for free. Give them all of them. Go. Woo. Give them out. You want drugs? You want to forget? Go ahead. Here you go. I got some for you. Here you go. There. Bye. See you later. Oh, you're you going through some tough times? You don't want to work? You Yeah? Your mom your mom sucks. She stole money from you. You want to Here you go. Bye. Here. Take them. I'll give them to you. I'll buy them for you. I can go on hours and hours about this. It, it really, it's a, it's a topic that, um, whew. it's just one of those topics that really gets to me, guys. That, that's all. It's a touchy topic for me. It's a sensitive topic for me. And after dealing with those druggies today, it just, it brings it all back, man. It, it just brings it back because they don't care. And, and this was the point this, this, this was the, this, this is, this was the, 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 this was my mom, dude. This was the point. The girl walked through the floor that had needles on it. Bro, there were like a thousand needles. And I said, you can't come in here barefooted. She walked right over the needles barefooted because she was trying to find her stuff. They don't care about anything else about getting high. And if you don't believe me, test them. If you don't believe me, you got a druggie in your life, test them. And I got a simple, simple test, very simple test for you. Hang out with that druggie, right? Hang out with them. Let them know where you got something stashed, anything, wallet, watch, something of value. Tell them where it is. Just casually. Not like, don't be like, hey, you know, my watch is, this is where I hide it. Talk about something. Tell them where you keep some money. Gone. They'll take it. It'll be gone. Hands down. And they're the masters of deception. Masters of deception. They will blame everybody else but themselves. Everybody. And you'll believe them too. Because they'll be your family. It'll be your family that does it. And you'll want to believe them. You'll sit back and be like, yeah, they would never take it. Maybe I misplaced it. 100% of the time, they will take it. And they will get high from it. There's the test. Do it. Do it. You know what? Here's the, here's the, here's the big one. Here, here's the here's a great one. You want to test these druggies? Tell them to pick the drugs of you. They, go ahead. Just do it. Get it over with, man. Move on with your life. Get it over with. Straight up. Go find the druggie in your life. My glasses are all messed up, man. Go find the druggie in your life. The one you want to save. The one you think you can help. Put it right, right to their face. Say, okay, here's how this is going to go. You can get off of drugs... Or I'm, or, or we're done. Or I'm out. Bye. You're not my mom anymore. You're not my brother anymore. You're not my sister. You're not my son. Bye. See you later. Grow the nuts to do it. I'll, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, they pick the drugs over you. 10 out of 10 times, they will pick the drugs over you. And then it'll be damn too late when they realize that they got to get off it. Because some people get off it. Now it's too late because you're already done. You're already gone. You're out. They can't come back. They're gone, though. They beat, and then they'll spend the rest of your life. Why do you? Why are you mad at me? Why are you mad at me? And it sucks for them because now everybody's mad at them, and they're weak people in general. So they'll just get back on drugs because you treat them like shit. You're like, bro, what do you mean? Why am I mad at you? What do you? Huh? Why? Why? Why don't I talk to you? I don't know. Remember what happened? Wait, what, am I just gonna let it go? Now, generally. I let it go. I still talk to my mom. I'm, I'm pretty forgiving in that, in that sense. 
I am. I I don't like she'll be calling me like, oh, you don't talk to me because what happened? I'm like, no, I don't care what happened. I'm like, mom, a black guy put a dick on my head. I trust me, I don't care. Things that happen to me in my life, I let it go. I move on. I don't I don't let you affect my headspace. Beat it. Don't you you you're not in here. You're not in my head at all. Do you, you coming over for Christmas? I bring my mom's here every Christmas. I love her. I love the lady. It's just money, dude. Big deal. The point that you have to get to is to realize that you can't help them and you'll be much better off. You'll be much better off realizing that you can't help this person. They can only help themselves. It just gets me upset to see people waste their life. So many good people have died. Better people are dead. While you are still slinking your ass around the city, doing pulling tricks so that you can get high, either or, guys and girls, stealing from people, stealing bikes for fun of my house. Yeah, someone stole my bike the other day. Nice bike. It was a trek. Thing was a nice-ass mountain bike. But whose fault is it? She, my neighbor Pam, straight up. She's like my dad. She was like, you know it's not, you know whose fault it is, right? And I said, yeah, my fault. I left it out front. She's like, yep, you're an idiot. Never leave your bike out front. And I go, I know. I left it out front. Someone took it. Scumbags. Because they need to get high. Someone stole my power washer. I left it out there one night. Gone. They need to get high. They will do whatever they can or whatever they need to. We ain't even going to talk about anything else tonight. Pissing me off. How much time we have left? Man. Ugh, and I got this stuff growing on my face. It's like right here. It's, it, it's, I, I think it's empatigo. I think I got empatigo again. All right. Bah. Let's move on from the drug thing. That's, that's a couple of things that I just wanted to get. Uh, um, let, let's talk about it real quick. And then we'll wrap it. I wanted to talk quickly about Trump. Trump's got to give his taxes. And, I, and I, this ain't a bitch for me. I don't want to bitch. I just want to explain it to people so they know what's happening. All right. The Supreme Court said that Trump has to turn over his tax, his financial information to the attorney general's office in New York. They subpoenaed it because they have a case going and they need to look through his taxes for something. There's, there's some evidence in the taxes that they need to see. Okay. They need to see it. Now, you're not going to see his taxes. There's a, everybody thinks they're going to see his taxes. You're not. They are being subpoenaed so that the attorney general can comb through them to see if there is any evidence of wrongdoing by someone else. Now, unfortunately, it exposes Trump because if they find something that Trump did wrong, he's going to be in trouble. But they're looking at his taxes because they thought there was some... They just think there is some evidence in there to another crime. This happens a lot. Grand juries have great power where they can go and ask for evidence from just about anybody. And when they look at that evidence, if they find another crime, you're going to get arrested for it. This is what's happening in New York. New York is like, hey, we found a way that we can get Trump's uh, taxes, his, his financial information by bringing up another crime. And they won. The Supreme Court said, yep. They said, ah, the president is not above everybody else. The president must give his financials, not because he has to, he doesn't have to give them. Like as president, he doesn't have to give them. The reason that he has to give them is there may be evidence in there that the attorney general from New York needs to see. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you're just like everybody else. You have to give the taxes over. They're not going to be made public. You will not see his taxes unless he releases his taxes or unless there is a leak. So Trump is not releasing his tax. I just wanted to make that clear. He is not releasing his taxes to the public. He is releasing his taxes to a grand jury 
that needs to review them because they believe there is some evidence in there for the case that they are working on. Now, while they're reviewing them, if they happen to find something, which you know that's what they're really doing, they're looking to see if there's something in there that they can use against Trump in a different way. Something will come out and you will see that part of his tax returns. Unless he decides to make them public, you will not see them. If the attorney general makes them public, his ass will be in serious trouble. There. We're done on that. I just wanted to make that clear. The effed up thing here, really, and well, I guess it's not an effed up thing, is that the two Supreme Court justices that Trump got in, they voted against him. So didn't uh, uh, the Chief Justice Roberts, who is a conservative. But I'm okay with it because what they said was nobody's above the law. The president is not. So this isn't a rip on Trump. This is great for every president. No president from here forth can act like they're above the law because the Supreme Court said, hey, you're not above the law. Just because you're the president doesn't mean you are exempt from investigation. You are not. You will be investigated if need be. And if you have evidence, you can't withhold it. You cannot withhold evidence just because you're president. So that's what that was all about. Next thing, I wanted to talk about Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, um, slot receiver, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Um, he So yesterday we talked about uh, Deshaun Jackson and his comments quoting Hitler um, against Jewish people. And I was riffing saying, I can't believe how much trash that Drew Brees took because he said he was going to stand for the anthem. I mean, the dude just said he was going to stand for the anthem. And everybody went after him like he was some kind of a racist. Everybody. I mean, it was like, like they were going to kick the guy out of the league. And then an African-American wide receiver makes a comment quoting Hitler and a, a derogatory statement towards Jewish people, and no one cares. Everybody's like, oh, meh, meh, nothing to see here. No big deal. Julian Edelman got it right. Julian Edelman is Jewish. He got it right. He, he put out a video today. I will move on from the topic, but he put, he put, I just wanted to give Julian Edelman, J.E., credit. He put out a video today, and he said to, to uh, Deshaun, he said, hey, Listen, there, there are, I'm paraphrasing, you can go find the video for yourself. There are a lot, of, a lot of similarities to what happened to African-Americans and Jewish people. He didn't get into the specifics, I'll tell you what they are. Jewish people were enslaved, African-Americans were enslaved. Jewish people, there was a mass genocide, African-Americans a mass genocide. Almost identical what happened to these people, just different timelines. So Edelman just said, hey, you know what the real problem is? We're not having a conversation. We're having an argument. This is paraphrasing. He's saying we're just, we're having an argument and we're not understanding it from people's sides. We're not seeing it from both sides of the, uh, of, uh, of the aisle. So Julian was like, Hey, uh, Julian offered to take him to the, um, you know, to, to the Holocaust Museum in Washington so that he could show him some of the history. And then he said, you know what? He, he offered back and said, I will go to a black, or to an African-American museum so that you could show me your side of the story. And I thought that was great. Right? Kudos to Julian Edelman, Super Bowl MVP, uh, probably the best slot wide receiver ever to play the game. There should be a spot just for slot wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. We'll have that as a different topic someday. That's how you do it. That's how you bring people together. You talk on both sides. And that's that's You tell the whole story. It's like how I'm telling my story when I come out and I, and I say, hey, I can't stand druggies. Well, I gave you the background as to why I don't and why I can't. Now you have a little context as to why it aggravates me. But for the most part, if you're a druggie, I'll leave you alone. I just go about my business and I keep it to myself. Uh, the next thing before we go, one last thing is uh, we only have five minutes. One last thing is uh, the NFL. I, I, I love, I, I just, I, 
I like to point out hypocrisy or, it, or or stupid stupid stuff. Like when you do something dumb, I like to point it out. Just like I did with the Patriots and the parking. The NFL, part of uh, uh, their getting back to work strategy is that the players after the game can no longer swap jerseys. So, you know, Tom Brady gives his jersey to Pat, Pat Mahomes at, or, you know, a wide receiver, to, you know, uh, Odell Beckham gives it to Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman back. That can't happen anymore. And it's laughable, and all the players call them out, and, I, and there's no big conversation. I just I want to agree. It's laughable because the players are saying, wait a second. You guys are saying, wait, you, you, it's okay to play. We can, we can touch each other. We can tackle each other full on contact, on contact, right? It's a contact sport. We can touch each other for 60 minutes, but at the end of the game, the shirt is going to be the problem. The shirt has the coronavirus. I touched this dude all game long. I tackled him. I we butted heads. We we you, you get where I'm going? So I just think it's a bad look on the NFL. I that it's just silly. It's silly. Let the players swap jerseys. You're making them play. You're saying it's safe to play, but not safe to trade clothes. Just use your brain. You're in that meeting. Again, we're all sitting in the meeting together, and a nitwit says, All right. This is great. We're going to get back together and the NFL is going to play again, but we shouldn't swap jerseys. But you're basically saying that it's not safe to play. If you're saying that you can't swap jerseys, then you're saying it's not safe to play. You, you sound like idiots and you look like idiots. It's moronic. And the players are calling out the NFL basically like, wait a second. So is it safe to play or not? Because if you're telling me I can't swap shirts with the guy, sounds like it's not. Sounds like it's not safe. Maybe we shouldn't be playing. Just a point. That I wanted to point out, I, I can't deal with stupidness. That's just idiotic and should have got should have got crushed. All right, podcast is done. It's done for the night. I haven't taken a shower yet. I need to take a shower. I got to figure out what's growing on the side of my face. There's probably fucking AIDS from the druggies who are doing needles. Now, that's... feel bad for anybody who has AIDS. Honestly, I don't want anybody. I really don't want anybody to die. Just gets me fired up. The drugs really pisses me off. All right. Podcast peeps, subscribe to my podcast. If you made it this far, please subscribe. Continue to listen. Five podcasts a week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not Friday. Thursday at 6.30, we do the live stream. Then I post it the next day. So today's podcast will be posted tomorrow at 5 a.m. Guys, you all have a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday.